Hello, 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 gamers, geeks, and good people. I am Greg Hall, a.k.a. the Nintendo, and welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Maiden Voyage, the first ever, the debut episode of the Nintendo, the Nintendo's thoughts on the Nintendo show. If you're a Marilyn Manson fan, the Nintendo podcast, whatever you want to call it, doesn't really matter. I've been calling it the Nintendo's thoughts on because it's going to be my thoughts on and I'm Greg Hall, the Nintendo. Like I said, uh, why? Because I'm a dope <laughs> and I love Nintendo. Um, and it's just too good of a play on words not to use. And I hope that you can all be Nintendopes with me as we go on this journey on the We Podcast and We Know Things channel feed. I am the host of We Podcast and We Know Things along with my good friend Sam Matora. I've been doing that show for, what, four and a half years now? It's about damn time that uh, we started something new and really, really excited for this. I won't go on too much of a tangent of what this show is. You probably know. Because you probably listen to We Podcast and We Know Things. And uh, if not, I went on a pretty long tangent, as I often do, on that show about what we're going to get into here. It's not going to be a news rundown like We Podcast and We Know Things. Hell, it's just me. Uh, so <laughs> it's going to be my thoughts on a certain topic. That's why it's the Nintendo's thoughts on. And I have a really fun and exciting show for you tonight to kick this whole thing into gear. Before I do that, how good was that intro music? Like, how good was that intro music? I heard it on a couple of YouTube channels. I was like, oh, I really hope this is royalty free. And apparently it is. Now I'm going to give credit where credit's due in the episode description, link to the YouTube video, and whatever other credit I have to give will be accredited in the episode description. But, and again, a link to the song is in the episode description. But like, how good? Oh my goodness. And you only heard a little bit of it. And you're going to hear, because this is the Maiden Voyage, you're going to hear the entire two and a half minute song at the end of this podcast uh, as the outro music. I might do that every week if I get good enough feedback on it. It is like incredibly good. Um, so I like chiptunes. I like Mario. It's technically, I guess you could call it trap music. But uh, Super Mario World Trap, let's fucking go. Welcome again to the show. We got a big one for you tonight. It's going to be the Nintendo's thoughts on 2021 for Nintendo. So the Nintendo is starting off with Nintendo. Go figure. Now, if I have a Pokemon topic, if I don't tackle it myself, I'll have a wide range of guests on there. You know, Jim Nuge, we did a, uh, uh, we Pokemon and we know things in February before coronavirus. So that's a possibility for him to come on the show. We have Chris Shriver for E3. I love doing our E3 episodes for We Podcast and We Know Things with Chris. So we'll have that. Uh, we'll have Sam on. We're going to do a big Last of Us thing is in the plans. We have, you know, our PS5 total impressions once we have more than an hour under our belts and once I get my hands on it. So Sam, in our most recent episode, 211 of We Podcast, we know things gave his impressions of his first hour, maybe hour and a half with the PS5. Really good stuff there. And I always appreciate Sam's thoughts and, and ideas and feelings. So uh, go check that out. But I wanted to start this new show with Nintendo, where my you know gamer heart tends to lie. I play every console. I have every console. But Nintendo games to me are just special. The first console I ever saw in my life was an NES. I want to say the first game I ever played was Contra. Uh, first game I ever beat, maybe Little Nemo, the Dream Master. Not sure. My favorite NES game, Super Mario Brothers. 
But uh, Nintendo just speaks to me. It's special to me. There's something about the big N, the, that red and white, the just the games, the the characters. Even at 32, there's just something about it. Pokemon, even though it's not technically technically a first-party game, uh, they are very much married to Nintendo, and Nintendo does own a little bit of the Pokemon company from what I understand. So I don't think they're ever going to leave the Nintendo platform, but still, this is just... A very special company to me, and it's uh, something that I think, you know, with the advent of the Nintendo Switch, times and possibilities are endless for this company. They have become the richest company in Japan. They are selling like gangbusters. October 2020, the Switch was the best-selling console ever besides one month of the Wii in 06 or 08. It literally the great, the second greatest month of sales in the history of gaming across any platform. And that was before a giant console launch between its two big competitors, if you want to even call them that. So we have a lot to talk about tonight for the 2021 outlook for Nintendo. That is hardware and software, my good friends. And let's start with the confirmed, the announced. So we have some dates. We have some things without dates. And we're just going to go through and talk about the outlook for 2021 for Nintendo. I personally believe that this could very, very well be the next 2017. I think it has the potential to be just as good, if not better. And I I even do say better. Um, If we get one or two specific things, I think it could be even better. Because I do believe Breath of the Wild 2 comes in 2021. I do believe outside of 3D World Bowser's Fury that we do get another Mario title. I do believe for Pokemon's 25th anniversary, we're going to get something real big, but we'll get there. We'll get to all of that and more, my friends. I think, personally, as 2017 is going down for me is probably my favorite year in gaming, maybe outside of 06. That was just a banger of a year for the 360 and the PS3. More specifically for me, the, the, uh, the 360, and I believe even the Wii came out in 06. So... A banner year for games there. 17 was super strong. 2021 just has uber, uber potential. Just loads of it. So we'll get into all of that. Let's not delay any further. Let's talk about freaking everything. I mean, I'm going to go into hardware. I'm going to go into software. We're going to start with the software. Let's talk about what is already on the map. What is confirmed? What has been announced? And even if this was all we got, it's still a pretty good year. Pretty good. It's missing some things that are actually going to be later in the list because they fall into other anniversaries and, and things like that. Uh, but this is what we know so far. February 12th. So January, pretty dry year. Um, do I think they bring us the next Nintendo Direct then? Because we didn't get any partner showcases. I don't see anything happening for November. I really don't see anything happening in December. I think January, they kicked 2021 off with the first direct in a year and almost a half. September 4th, I believe, 2019 was the last full big Nintendo direct. Um, Yes. And also in late February is Pokemon Day, and that's the 25th anniversary. Don't worry. We'll get there. But I think January, from a release standpoint, probably a little slow. December even, 2020, probably a little slow. Unless there's something magical that we haven't heard yet. Because Age of Calamity, the real final big game for Nintendo 2020, releases this month in November. As we record here, November 12th, 2020, at 10.30 p.m. 
uh, Eastern time. There's not a lot over the next two months for the big N. 3D World and Bowser Fury, February 12th, right before Valentine's Day. Honey, I know you're listening. Uh, that is a day one buy. As a matter of fact, I already have it pre-ordered from Amazon. I actually got it at a discount, uh, which is always amazing, especially for a Nintendo title. We don't know what Bowser's Fury is, and that's why I think we get it direct. As crazy as it is, yes, the year and a half and all that will have passed, but they are not going to release this title without us knowing a little bit, even if it's just a little bit, about what Bowser's Fury is. Is it a second standalone game? Is it just an island? Is it just a world? Um, is it uh, other playable characters? It doesn't look to be that based on the trailer. It looks to be its own world, but is it bigger than just one world? And how expansive is it? I think we find something out about that title before it comes out. And I think what we're going to get is in inside of a Nintendo Direct just a couple of minutes on Bowser's Fury. And that's okay. That's okay. Um, if we don't get anything, it's still a day one buy. It's 60 bucks. I think 3D World is criminally underrated. It's one of my favorite Wii U games. And I was one of the 14 million people that owned a Wii U. Still have it. Love it. It's a good console. It gets crapped on unnecessarily. But uh, I'm in. And you're adding just enough for me. Just enough for me to, to be justified at 60 bucks. Hell, you know I'd buy it even if it was just a straight port. I did it for... All the other, you know, Tropical Freeze and uh, and uh, Deluxe, uh, 3D World Deluxe and Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. So I'm a dumbass. So I'm in on that. Bravely Default 2, February 26th, 2021. Not for me. Actually delayed out of a 2020 window into 2021. We finally have that release date. Not necessarily my cup of tea. Um, did I think the first one had legs? I do. Did I think the demo just did not speak to me? Yes. And that's where I think I fell off on this title was the the demo just didn't do enough for me. Whereas an Octopath Traveler did. It wasn't enough for me to buy the full retail game, but I beat the demo twice. <laughs> it was enough for me to just play that little bit just to feel satisfied. And I feel the same way about Bravely Default 2. It's got a good hook. It's going to keep me entertained for an hour, but I don't see myself sinking 30, 40 hours like a Paper Mario Origami King, uh, 140 hours like I'm at with Sword and Shield. I just don't see that. So that's out for me. But again, this isn't really about me so much as just what 2021 could bring for the big end. Monster Hunter Rise. Let's not forget how incredible that announcement was at a partner showcase and what that title means to be on a Nintendo platform. It looks like Breath of the Wild mixed with Monster Hunter. And I hate to continue to use the Breath of the Wild analogy for so many games, but that's what that game did culturally and for the future of gaming. It was a, 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 a freaking like masterclass in how to make an open world game. And I think a lot of games took a lot from that as we, we are seeing now three years later, soon to be four come March, which is nuts to think about. But Monster Hunter Rise, again, a game that maybe for me isn't uh, even on the radar for a purchase, but I would be remiss to understand how just important and impactful culturally that game will be. So it's going to be a, a monster, pardon the, the pun, seller. I'm talking... I would not be shocked if it's in the four to six million dollar or million copies sold range for a third party title. That's pretty enormous. Monster Hunter Stories 2. We know that's coming in around Q3 of 2021. Again, more Switch Monster Hunter. Maybe not a main series game, maybe more of a side story, but apparently the first stories game on 3DS was a hit. I wouldn't be surprised to see at some point that game get ported as well. We'll see what that looks like. But Stories 2 
could be another million seller. Balan Wonderworld, the same day as Monster Hunter Rise. That right there for me is that game's downfall. I'm including that game while a lot of people don't know about it. I actually love what I'm seeing. A little third uh, third person, I'm sorry, 3D platformer action. I love the art style. I love what the story looks like so far. But to me, that release date is killing it. And I really wouldn't mind it either being bumped up or back a week. Just get out of it a week. Give yourself a little bit of room to breathe. Uh, so that's Balan Wonderworld. We know Disgaea 6 is coming in around Q3. We don't have a release date for that yet. Disgaea 5, they had a free demo on the eShop. Uh, so look forward to that. Um, Shin Megami Tensei 3 HD in quarter three and Shin Megami Tensei 5. We know that they're coming to the Switch. I believe they're also coming to PlayStation. Um, but that's coming next year. Something that was supposed to, I believe, come out in 2020. Something I personally... I'm looking so incredibly forward to one of my top three indie games on the Switch, Golf Story. It's sequel, Sports Story. Let's not sit on that game. That's going to be phenomenal. If it's if it's three quarters as good as Golf Story, we're in for an absolutely spectacular treat. I cannot wait for Sports Story. The goofy story, the incredible humor, and not just golf this time. We're talking tennis and other fun. I can't wait. I couldn't get enough of Sports Story. For 20 bucks. I already I talked a couple of you on the We Podcast We Know Things main show. I talked a couple of you into that game. You've gotten back to me saying I went out and bought it, and it's so good. I can think of two people off the top of my head that bought that game because of our recommendation, and both came back with glowing reviews. So, Sports Story, another sleeper indie hit for 2021. It's been delayed. We don't know when, but I think it's still got a good shot to come out next year. Apex Legends, we know from EA, is coming at some point to the Switch. Again, not another game that speaks to me, but you have Fortnite, you have uh, Overwatch, now you have Apex. Just continuing to grow that platform of being able to play competitive multiplayer shooters on a handheld, on the go. Apex is going to be a big deal for the Nintendo Switch audience. It might not be, you know, all that in a bag of chips. It might not be a game I'm interested in, but I, again, would be remiss to think that it's not going to sell like hotcakes portably. That's what a lot of people want. That's what a lot of people are going to get. We just got a new trailer for No More Heroes 3 recently. Uh, no release date, but a, hey, it's still in the works. It's still coming. It's just going to be in 2021. I think we know that. Uh, they. I think it might even be sooner rather than later, maybe first quarter. That could maybe be the January game. Uh, but they released the first and second ones on the eShop. So you know that either the third one's imminent or they're just trying to keep it relevant. And it is a little further off. We don't know what suit has got up his, his sleeve, but either way, I'm in uh, from a fan perspective, maybe not from a purchaser perspective. I mean, when you look at this entire list of games that have been confirmed, and that's the final one for now. There's a couple more in the list. Bowser's Fury, you know, 3D World Bowser's Fury is the only one that sticks out to me as a day one buy besides Sports Story, and that's an indie title. So now we're talking 80 bucks committed to Nintendo next year. But we continue on with like the hardware aspect. Because it's not just software. We might have new hardware to play it on. Is my four-year-old Switch cracked twice in two different spots on the back and I have two different Joy-Cons with the drift issue? Yup. Do I care? Not really. <laughs> not really. I'm back to just using the gray Joy-Con because they don't have drift. And uh, I really don't care because I'm docking it more now, more and more, and I'm playing with my Pro Controller, one of my favorite controllers ever. Uh, so it really doesn't matter to me that much. 
But if we could we get this Switch Pro? I've talked a lot about this on We Podcast, and we know things. Do I believe it's real? Yes. Do I believe it will have 4K? As some of the rumors have said, hey, Nintendo's, hey, everybody, you need to make your games up to 4K and compatible. No, I don't think it's going to be natively 4K, but I believe there is upscaling technology that will allow you to play the game at a 4K resolution. And to me, it doesn't really matter. I'm kind of, like I said before on the main show, I'm kind of cool with 1080. Like, this, nothing in this world is going to be that much more incredible to where I'm like, you know, I just, I just, 1080 is not good enough for me. 1440, not good enough for me. I need that 4K. I'm not greedy. I'm not, Nintendo games aren't graphically intense like the PS5, like the Series X, to where I need to see Mario in 4K so I can see the pattern of denim. I don't need all that. It just doesn't matter to me. But you're talking more internal space. You're talking in handheld, a better screen resolution. I'll surely take 1080 on a handheld screen. I will surely take that. Uh, You're talking potential upscaling to 4K in docked mode. You're talking less frame rate issues. You're talking better internal processing power to where we don't get, you know, the cloud distance and the fog. You're talking about a crystal resolution. If you gave me Xbox One graphics, I'd be perfect with that. Just Xbox One, you know, PS4 style. I don't need to be a competitor with the next gen, current gen, really, of consoles now. I'm not looking for that out of Nintendo. I don't play Nintendo games for their graphics. I play them for their art style. There is a distinct difference, in my opinion. And this could be a very good opportunity for a $400 console if it is, in fact, you know, like a PS4 and an Xbox One. But at that point, I don't think a $400 console is necessarily viable in an ecosystem, I think this is your new $300 standard console. They could even price drop the, the current, uh, you know, normal switch to $250. I don't think they necessarily need to go down to $200 uh, because right now that's where the switch light lies. I think that's a great price point for that. Again, this these consoles are still selling like hotcakes and they're not going to slow down even with next gen launching literally at the day I record this. So, uh, you know, I'm thinking 199, 249, 299. Is that a big enough of a discrepancy? And does that kind of phase out the middle, you know, the normal switch, the standard switch? Yes. And I think that's the point. The new Nintendo 3DS kind of failed, kind of flopped because you had the, the regular SKU still popping. You you made new 3DS exclusive games, which is the worst idea. Please don't do that with this new switch, which I do again believe is real. I don't want new Nintendo Switch only titles. That's stupid. It's stupid. Eventually, you know, you keep the current Switch at, at 250 and a current and eventually it just kind of gets phased out. Kind of like they did with the new battery one. You know, the red box, it kind of is just the Switch now. And the standard white box Switch, I'm keeping my box. I will have that thing forever because that's the OG, it's the launch console. I got that March 10th, but it was sold on March 3rd. So I have a launch day Switch. Now what you see in stores, if you can find one, is the red box, the new battery, the big battery boy. So for me, I think eventually the Switch Pro, whatever you want to call it, probably new Nintendo Switch, will eventually just be the Nintendo Switch, and they'll eventually phase at it. That's why I think a $299, $249, $199 with the light market works. Well, what about the rest of it? You know, better online capability. That could happen now. 
That is not a new console that would bring the online experience better. That's Nintendo. They need to give us more, which I think a second phased plan and maybe a $50 a year as opposed to 20 that comes in, but they really have to get their infrastructure sound because they have the worst internet experience on a console I've just consistently for years and generations I've ever experienced. It needs to get better and hopefully a better console with a better subscription model, 40 to $50 a year, maybe 60 if you want to get you know with the big boys, that could work. I'm fine with paying it. It's a one-time fee once a year. I never see it again. I never think about it. I'm kind of fine with that. Uh, if that means I get to go on more Dynamax adventures with my friends, that's fine with me. I don't have any friends. Let's get back into software because Nintendo is doing some anniversaries this year. And that's a big deal. You got some 25s, you got some 35s. And is it crazy that the Pokemon 25th anniversary is 2021? Like, holy smokes. And I think this is it. I think we're in for a big year. They took the year off that I had wanted and said in my 2020 wish list, do not give me a third sword and shield, you know, gun, whatever they were saying, game. I don't want a third game. Just give me some DLC or something to keep Sword and Shield viable. And they've done that. And I'm extremely happy that they have done that. I love the Isle of Armor. I love the Crown Tundra. It's on my list of Nintendo thoughts on episodes. I'd love to get even deeper into that as I've already done. But for the 25th anniversary, I don't want more Sword and Shield. I think we've gotten our, our fill. I don't need a third big expansion, the biggest one yet. The Lagoon of Luxury. I don't need it. Um, you know, Get your Zaruds out there. Get your Mel Metals out there. Everything will be hunky-dory. And I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. But what I think Sword and Shield needs is a mythical event. Because that's where Dynamax Adventure is kind of already. I have eight legendaries left. And I'm done. And a lot of those legendaries are sword exclusive. Or one of the two choices between the Spectrier, Glastrier, Regieleki, Regidragos. That I can only get one of. And the rest are sword exclusive. The Groudons of the world. So... And they can come out just by a host of my Dynamax Adventure playing sword. So I can still get those in shield. What it's missing is mythicals. And that's a problem. I mean, I have Mew because of the Pokeball Plus. You know, Celebi apparently comes with Zarud. So I think that's kind of taken care of. But where's Jirachi? Deoxys. Even Fione and Manaphy. And yes, Fione counts. Damn it. Yeah, Manaphy can be bred. The first and only mythical that can be bred. Fiona can't evolve. And it's like the weakest mythical. Maybe the weakest Pokemon. I still think it counts. Darkrai, one of my favorite Pokemon. Shaman in all of its forms. Arceus, Arceus, however you pronounce it, fine. Where is it? Victini, rumored to be in Sword and Shield. I don't believe it actually is. Maloetta, both forms, by the way. Genesect, oh my god, a metal Garchomp. Deancey, which is basically Carbink, like... By the way, Deancey is the only mythical that can Mega Evolve, so that's kind of weird. Mega Evolution's not currently in Sword and Shield, so maybe they would, you know, it lost its power to to Mega Evolve, and then Galarid can get a Gigantamax form. Who knows, Deancey. Uh, you know, Carbink is in the game already, and obviously Carbink big to the Deancey story um, and how you get a Deancey. So Carbink is already there. Uh, Hoopa. You know, the prison bottle's not available, but you can very, very easily make it and just throw it in as a reward in a Dynamax adventure or a, you know, something you find around the Crown Tundra. You can throw something in there. The prison, uh, to get an item in there is easy. You can get Hoopa. 
Vulcanian, Magirna, Meltan, Melmetal. They're coming. They're here. Melmetal. If you're a level 40 Pokemon Go player, go fuck yourself. I'm 30, so I can't get my Melmetal G-Max. But that's in the game. Marshadow. Zarud's coming. It's already here in Japan and now other regions. So like Zeraora's in the game now. Keldeo in the game now. Have them. Which is great that I already have some mythicals. But I think we are in for a big mythical event in 2021. Um, and that'll kind of, you know, because you can only run into so many legendaries. You can only catch them once. Once I run into six Articunos and I can't catch it anymore. You know, great that I'm helping other people catch theirs. And great that I have a 1 in 100 chance to get a shiny for the three Pokemon I catch along the way. But there's only so much I want to do that. And only so many times I know I'm not getting anything new, but still want to play. So I think a mythical event, even if it's a bunch of smaller ones, a weekend to get Genesect, that would suck. I'd prefer it during the week, selfishly. I have a family. We do things and know things. But I think a mythical could happen as a 25th anniversary. Here's some other things we know about Pokemon, though, for next year. Pokemon Snap, new Pokemon Snap. That's in the 2021 timeline. That could be the January game. Very, very well could be. Pokemon's 25th. It happens in February, so it'd be a little early, but still, maybe that's the January game. That sure would, that's a day one buy for me. I'd surely buy that. I look for that more as like a summer title, maybe somewhere between March and May, maybe June. So the spring summer title. Uh, that would be phenomenal. I'd love that. The earlier we can get the game, the better. I take it tomorrow. I'm looking incredibly forward to new Pokemon Snap. Pokemon Unite, maybe not for me, definitely not for me. But I can understand the appeal to some people, especially from that multiplayer. But again, Nintendo servers, Nintendo's online infrastructure, not the greatest. Detective Pikachu 2 coming to Switch. I would imagine Detective Pikachu 1 on the 3DS would come to Switch as well. Not a lot of people played it from what I understand. You can't really just dive into the second one without the first one. That doesn't make much sense. So I would expect both of those to hit the Switch simultaneously. Um... But here are the rumors, the things we don't know. And I think one of these three things is possible. I just don't know which one yet. And I'm going to give them to you in my ranking of how I do from most likely to least likely. The thing I think is most likely is Diamond and Pearl remakes. I think they've been hinting at it. I think there's a lot of Gen 4 Pokemon missing from Sword and Shield. I think there's a lot of Gen 4 things in general from Sword and Shield that you can draw and say, all right, Diamond and Pearl remakes are on their way. It's obviously the next logical step in the remake factory. Gen 3, Omega Ruby, Alpha Sapphire. Um, 2018, maybe? Or 16, I think. I think 6, 17. I can't even... Definitely not Definitely not 18. 16 or 17, I want to say. I think 16. We started this show in 16, and I, I reviewed them on the pod. So I believe... I believe uh, that was in Gen 6... And it had like X and Y style. So I want to say it was 16 with Sun and Moon in 17. Or maybe Ultra Sun. Ultra Moon was 17. So maybe it was 15. I can't even remember the year they came out. But it's been a while. And Gen 4 has never been remade. This is the opportunity for them to do so. So I think you get your Diamond and Pearl remakes as the most likely candidate for what comes in 2021. I don't think we're getting Gen 9. And I don't think we're getting a third Sword and Shield or more expansion. Maybe some events. But I think the game is probably Diamond and Pearl Remix. And not only is it Pokemon's 25th anniversary, it's Pokemon Diamond and Pearl's 15th. So there's another, you know, albeit potentially silly reason, it's another reason that Diamond and Pearl Remix could be in the, in the uh, conversation here 
as we move into 2021. And I think that's the most likely of the three things I'm about to go over. The second being Pokemon's Master Collection. I have a question mark next to that because who knows what it would be titled Super Collection. You know, got to catch them all collection. Who knows? But what this was, I've seen a couple difference of we're going to get all the X and Y, Sun and Moon, and Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire games, the 3DS games ported the Switch with better, nicer graphics. We're going to get all the old Game Boy and DS and, and Game Boy Advance games from Gens 1 through 5 ported to Switch. We're going to get all seven gens on one cartridge somehow ported to switch i don't know my friends i don't know as i take a sip of water out of my metal straw it's been a long night i don't know about this one although i do have it as my second on my list of three it just seems a little illogical to put all those games out on one cartridge for one price when you could very easily parse those out over the year which I also think is very possible, by the way, on the eShop. We've seen it done. We've seen Final Fantasy Game Boy games. We see, uh, what is it, Fire Emblem in December. That is the December game if you want to go there, I guess. So we're seeing Game Boy game remade there. So putting Game Boy games on the Switch, you know, is extremely, not even possible, but likely. So we could get some Gen 1 through Gen, I'd probably say 5. Maybe you don't go 3DS parsed out once every other month on the switch there you go january march may then july boom 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 every other month you get a new eShop pokemon game it's possible probably unlikely but possible be sweet i mean not i don't care as long as if, if emerald is a part of that i'd be down it's the uh my white whale of pokemon physical games i own a game from every single other genre matter of fact i am playing sapphire as we speak um, and it's fucking phenomenal. I actually didn't like Gen 3 growing up. And I kind of forgot how good it is. Now, I haven't, I'm only four badges in, so I haven't gotten into all the water travels yet. And it very well could sour on me. But I'm looking forward to the rest of my Sapphire adventure. If Emerald's a part of that, I'd be down. I have Pearl, I have Diamond Pearl, I have two Platinums, I have Black, I have White 2, I have X, I have Sun, I have Moon, I have Ultra Sun. I have both sword and shield. I have blue, I have yellow, I have gold, silver, and crystal. So I have so many games that I don't need a master collection. What I would love are some Diamond and Pearl remakes, quite frankly. And the last likely thing, and a lot of people, including myself, were into this because of Masuda's background, is uh, Let's Go Johto. You know, the whole Entei's trademark thing. I don't believe in trademarks. I don't think they really have any credence to any rumor ever. People have to renew trademarks that happens. Trademarks get you know, filled and filed so other people just don't take them. So I don't believe the trademark shit, but Let's Go Johto is a reality. You could have it with like Umbreon and Espeon. They were, you know, big deals in Coliseum, XDL of Darkness. So like I could see that, you know, to pick two of the three starters could be weird. Maybe Celebi is a mythical. Maybe Let's Go Johto and you get Entei and, you know, I don't know if you're going to get a legendary to start your journey. I think that'd be silly, but. There's a possibility there. The reason I have that as my third is because they go back to Kanto in Jota. It's just more Gen 1. And more Gen 1 in a Let's Go when we just got Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee in 2018. I just don't think we need to go back to Kanto again. And that's kind of what Jota lends. I don't think they would also either cut that part out. That'd be really silly as well because the Kanto that we get is admittedly different. So 
there's the possibilities for Pokemon. I think we're going to get Diamond and Pearl remakes. I'm excited for Pokemon Snap, and I would love a mythical event if or a bunch. If that's what we got in 2021 from them, Snap in the beginning, remakes later, and then all throughout the year, Sword and Shield mythicals, that to me would be a perfect Pokemon year. We also know we're getting Unite and the Detective Pikachu stuff. Just don't know when yet. Zelda celebrating its 35. Could we get a Zelda All-Stars just like a Mario 35, an Ocarina of Time, a Majora's Mask, a Twilight Princess, a Wind Waker, and a Skyward Sword all in one bundle? Probably not because they left Galaxy 2 out of Mario 35. We're probably not going to get all of those. I can actually see Skyward Sword getting its own standalone release. And then Ocarina Majora, maybe... I don't know, one of the 3DS titles, Link Between Worlds or something, then that's the thing. And then like Waker gets the HD because it already had HD on Wii U. So you just port that to Switch. Twilight Princess, they've they've ported up 35 times already. They can easily make that a Switch standalone and Skyward a standalone. So like I could even see a world where you're getting Ocarina Majora and Link Between Worlds or something along those lines. And then three other standalones. But at the same time, I also think we're getting Breath of the Wild 2 next year in 2021 so that would be what if that math checks out we're talking about one two three four five zelda games in a year probably not likely so maybe they skip twilight and waker because they've been ported up already skyward sword the big one that has not been touched since the wii so maybe we get you know maybe we get the ocarina majora all stars and skyward in the middle of the year and then Breath of the Wild 2 is the big holiday game. Some people think Breath of the Wild 2 will be the launch title for this new Switch Pro. I just don't know. But I think we'll get something for Zelda's 35th that is not Breath of the Wild 2. We're getting Age of Calamity this month in November in just a couple days. They did say hang on for some more info on Breath of the Wild 2. You don't have to wait super duper long. We'll see how long we actually have to wait. But I think we get at least Breath of the Wild 2. At least skyward sword and at least some sort of anniversary maybe just maybe we get n64 on nso and then the two main flagship titles to start would be ocarina majora and then they throw mario 64 on there because that is ending uh march 31st the sales of the 35th anniversary which is still the stupidest decisions my god but regardless that could be a thing you just never know that's Zelda's 35th. Metroid's getting a 35th. We're not getting Prime 4. We know that for sure. Maybe Prime Trilogy HD is finally a thing. I think it is. I think it is. Is 2021 the time to release it? I don't know. This far out from Prime 4, I think they're sitting on that. Maybe that's a 2022 thing because that's when I think Prime 4 comes. Late 2022 at the earliest. So, whew. Man, do I do I want the Prime Trilogy? And I, that's coming from the I own Prime 1 on GameCube, and it's literally four feet from where I sit. I just choose not to play it because I want the HD on Switch. I want to play it with the Pro Controller. So selfishly, again, with that, um, I can see a world where we get maybe another 2D Metroid. You know, there was that whole bullshit thing, I, I, and I appreciate Papa Gino's for finding this. And of course, everybody runs with it. What I appreciate is Game Explain saying, whoa, 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 let's do some more research and realize that this stock Switch image is years old and uh, from 2018, and they use the same stock Switch image for four other games. They just 
photoshopped the Metroid stuff over it, and the skin's been available for two years. I don't think we're getting Samus Returns on the Switch. I don't think that was a leak. Good job, Game Explained, for kind of debunking that. And first and foremost, great job, again, to Papa Genos for even finding it in the first place. I just don't think there's a lot there. Maybe a Super Metroid remake. I, again, probably not. This is a lot for one year with all the other stuff we talked about. But like, if any 2D Metroid game deserves a remake, it's Super Metroid. It's one of the greatest games ever made. And uh, would love to see that. If you're not going to do Metroid anything else for its 35th anniversary, at least give us the goods with the Super Metroid. Listen, it's just a, a beautiful, not this 2.5D crap. Give us a beautiful, high-definition 2D remake. I don't care if it's a remake of the Super Nintendo frame for frame as long as you upscale it to 1080 and high def. That'd be sick. I'd buy that for 30 bucks, 40 bucks. And if that's how you do Metroid 35, that's how you do Metroid 35. Maybe not my favorite thing, but you know, we're just not getting Prime 4. So maybe they'll celebrate Metroid's 36th. Uh, you know, another, a new 3D Mario game. Is that possible? We haven't had a new 3D Mario game besides Maker 2, and really that's 2.5D. Uh, since 2017, the lineup is already potentially stacked for Nintendo. Let's not forget that. His 35th anniversary has also come and gone. We also have 3D World coming in February. So maybe, just maybe, we get a holiday title. But that's about it. Odyssey 2, a brand new one, but most likely Odyssey 2. I do think that the next 3D Mario game will be Odyssey 2. They never gave DLC to the first one when it deserved it, and it's way too good of a game with way too amazing of a mechanic in Cappy to not Cappy to lies on it. You can't lose Odyssey after just one game. Boy, howdy, there's so much more to discover there. So that what a great, what a great holiday title that would be. What if you launch Breath of the Wild 2 in June with the new Switch and then November you get freaking Odyssey 2 and Diamond and Pearl remakes? Oh, with Pokemon Snap coming in the first you know, quarter? What a, That right there would make 2021 the greatest. So my guess is 2022 for the next 3D Mario, but you never, ever know. Maybe the Pokemon game will be the biggest holiday title this year. And finally, just some rumors I've heard. We'll kind of round that episode one here with some rumors. Maybe a Mario sports game. Do we finally get Mario Golf on Switch? Do we finally, we have tennis aces, do we finally get a new Strikers? Uh, Maybe a new Superstar Sluggers? My goodness, but I would love a Mario Golf game. It's been way too long since a good Mario Golf game has hit. The 3DS one was good, but again, it's on the 3DS. Not as accessible right now as the Switch. The Switch is on track to pass the 3DS pretty soon, say in the next year and a half especially if they had come out with the Pro. But uh, I would love a Mario Golf title. Super Mario Party 2 is potential. Totally. There's only four maps on the first one, four boards. Man, they really needed more. That game needed DLC. Maybe they're waiting for a sequel. So that's potential. Splatoon 3 or a Splatoon Battle Royale. You're missing out by not doing a Splatoon Battle Royale. That game is begging for the Battle Royale treatment. And I'm not even a fan of standard Battle Royales. My favorite Battle Royale, Super Mario Bros. 35. Do we get Mario Kart 9? Probably not. Live Home Circuit um, is fine. It's fine. 8 Deluxe is still just going crazy. It's still the number one selling uh, 3D or Switch game. Probably over soon to be taken by New Horizons. Animal Crossing New Horizons. But uh, Mario Kart 9, probably not. But it's on the wish list. And it's a rumor. So I'm talking. Uh, Ninja Gaiden Trilogy. That was 
I wouldn't be shocked if that comes out in January or February. Like that, I think, is that rumor's got legs, and I just wouldn't be surprised to see that one pretty soon. Uh, Bayonetta 3, we haven't seen it since, I think, 17 or 18 at the Game Awards. It's been a long, long time. We have the first two. Where is the third one? Do we get that finally next year? Pikmin 4, they released Pikmin 3 Deluxe this year. Kind of no one's talking about it. Pikmin 4 was said to be done a long time ago. They probably went back to the well on that game. That might have legs in 21. You've seen Pikmin 3 now Deluxe out. Does that, does Pikmin 3 Deluxe finally stamp that this franchise has a fan base and it can sell on Switch? Maybe they were waiting the whole time. The Crash Insane Trilogy kind of, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Treatment, if you will. So there's potential for that. Um, the rest of the Smash DLC we know we're getting in 2021. So I'm looking forward to that. Crash for Smash. Crash for Smash. And I already said N64 to NSO, but it's possible we get Game Boy for NSO, especially if they do this Pokemon thing where I said where they release all those titles, you know, at once every other month or so, each gen. And that's it. You know, the, the outlook for 2021 is phenomenal for Nintendo. And I think it's got so much legs, so much promise. Ultimately, we're going to be let down as we <laughs> oftentimes are. But then there's those years like 2017. And even 18. I mean, we got Let's Go Pokemon, you know, Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee, and Smash Ultimate. Let's not forget. So 18, while it had a dry first half, it, it did end on a bang, even though Smash Ultimate was December. So a lot of people didn't realize it was 18. It was in Game of the Year 19 <laughs> because it came out so late in 18. Uh, but this year has just so much potential. I think Breath of the Wild 2, something big from Pokemon. Pokemon Snap, uh, the new Pokemon Snap. Mario Bowser's Fury, a potential new Switch, Monster Hunter Rise. There is just so much, my boy's sports story. There is just so much already on the horizon. I think even more is on the way and likely, and I'm so excited to be a part of it. It's a great time to be a Nintendo fan. It's a great time to be a Nintendope. That was it. That was episode one, The Maiden Voyage. I appreciate you coming along for the ride. I'm going to do this every other week, and it's not always going to be Nintendo. It's going to be whatever the hell I feel like it, just in the gaming world. Not a rundown, not news, just my thoughts. Let's just talk. Hit me up on uh, Twitter, at the Nintendope. Hit us up on Facebook, We Podcast and We Know Things. Hit us up on Instagram, at We Podcast and We Know Things. Thank you so much for supporting these shows. We appreciate you so damn much. We love you. Let's hit that awesome theme music. Here we go.